Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this edition of the Players NIL podcast. My special guest today and someone that I just met, so I don't have a lot of uh, intangible information, but we're going to learn, is Marina Paul. Marina, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Mark. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited for our conversation today um, and just to be on this podcast in general. Well, I'm excited too. Thank you very much. I've heard a lot about you. I've read your bio. But uh, before we get into what you currently do, I start every podcast with the same question. And we use two words, athletics and sports. So sports is the fandom part. You know, you went to a game. I think you're a fan of some Southern California teams. I want to hear about that when you were a young girl. Then the athletics part is your participation. And what I want to know is the lessons that you learned, the people that you met, and the life skills that you gained during that journey that kind of got you to where you are today. So let's start with the first one, which usually is the earliest part, and that is sports, the fandom. Tell us about your early experience in following sports. The the best memory I have is that my grandfather, who I'm super close with, worked in the parking lot of Anaheim Angels. And I thought he was the coolest person in the world because I thought he was on the team. And we went to all the games because my parents' companies had uh, season tickets. And I would see him in the parking lot and be and tell everyone at school, my grandpa works for the Angels. He's on the team. Um, and that is one of the memories that's most secured in my brain. Uh, because even when I realized he was just working in the parking lot with all of his friends as a retired gig, it was the coolest experience for me to have that centered around you know, my entire family coming together and then watching these amazing sporting events. I also am in a family who is wildly obsessed with sports. It is always on TV. I don't think we watched anything other than ESPN growing up. And so I didn't really know any better other than to understand the game, how it was played and to root for, you know, our favorite Southern California teams and some Boston teams to uh, respect our relatives. I love it. That's a great story. Cheers to Grandpa and uh, <laughs> for him imparting his uh, his teamwork on you. So that you you grow up with that. You know you're interested in sports. You start to play. Tell us about some of the sports that you played when you were young. My dad and my mom knew that they wanted to make me the best all around athlete and all around human. So they threw me into every single sport for every single season. So I played in Southern California, soccer and volleyball are in different seasons, which is, which suited me because those are my two sports. Um, but I played soccer, volleyball, basketball. I ran track. I snowboarded. I played softball. Um, I didn't play lacrosse because it was kind of late coming to California, but I would have loved to. And same with my brother. So I have an older brother who also did every single sport. And I was either always at his games. He was always at mine. Whenever we did extra reps with our parents, um, we were always shagging for each other, always got the same amount of reps, you know, did gymnastics, everything. My parents were like, you get to play every single sport because they loved watching us play so much. They loved sports themselves. My mom was an amazing tennis player. Um, and they thought it was just the best atmosphere for us to be in as kids. I love it. I can relate to it. So I, I can, I'm envisioning two things. One is what the back of your mom's car looked like. I look like, <laughs> like Dick's sporting goods with, with all this apparel and equipment. Yes. 
And second is, what am I to smell like? I don't know, but... <laughs> right. You don't know how many times I was asked to wash my shin guards. But yeah, paint on the windows for all-star games, all the stuff. So... Yeah, I love it. So you're playing sports. One of the principles of the players NIL, our company, is how do you use athletics to better your life? When was it that you realized that you might be able to play at the next level? And then why did you pick Georgetown University 3,000 miles away? It's really interesting you say that because I reflected on this before and I don't, I don't remember a specific period in time when I thought I could play at the next level. Though I played so many sports and had so much confidence while I was playing the sport, I never thought I was good enough to play anywhere. Genuinely, I think the self-worth component is something I've struggled with, but sports has helped me, you know, help teach me when I'm actually playing. I think it was, I was on an amazing club soccer team. We were ranked number one in the country at the time when I was a freshman and sophomore in high school. All of our team was committing to like UCLA's, the Sanford's, all of that. And I was still relatively short, hadn't had my growth spurt yet, um, but I was extremely academic and I knew I wanted to go academics first and then try to win a national championship. So for me, I was always drawn to the East Coast. And so I, I more so wanted to pick a school where I thought the environment was amazing. And again, I could win a natty and then also have an amazing career. I was always drawn to the Ivy Leagues. I thought they were extremely prestigious. My high school growing up was extremely competitive uh, academically. So I was choosing actually between Dartmouth and Georgetown. I think Georgetown just suits my personality better, but to me, it just embodied this amazing, I say cultural experience because I was from a very homogenous area in Southern California and I wanted to experience people who grew up extremely different from me. Um, and I think being in DC gives, gives me that opportunity. And then with Georgetown, I just always saw it as, this is kind of cheesy, but it's in all these, the movies and the TV shows, every kid that they talk about like goes to Georgetown or Harvard. So I was like, Georgetown feels a little bit more like my personality and it's kind of cool to want to go there. But once I, once I arrived, I kind of fell in love with the, the campus and the more so the individuals who were there, who I'd be surrounded with. Cause I knew they would challenge me. It's funny you talk about TV shows and movies. So in doing my research, I, I read that your favorite movie, your favorite movie is My Cousin Vinny. Oh, yeah. Why is that? I think it's hilarious. I think it's, I think it's my humor. I think that it speaks to why I love the Northeast so much and the East Coast. It's just this like gritty, but like, you really have to pay attention to it and be focused. Um, I don't know. It's kind of one of those things where I can always sit down and like really enjoy myself while watching it. And not a lot is happening. <laughs> it's... I can't disagree. I think it's one of the funniest movies ever. So uh, yeah. I, I good. And, and I just saw that uh, Ralph Macchio was just at the New York Jets camp last week on Hard Knocks. So really, you know, he's a Jets fan as am I. So I'm, I'm cheering for that. So, so, I mean, incredible story, right? You have all of this support. I believe there's two things the two greatest things parents can give their children, and it's specifically to athletes, is confidence and opportunity. Clearly, you gain confidence. I can just tell that people that watch you and feel your energy can tell it. And the opportunity was to go across the country to an amazing school, Georgetown University. You had some setbacks. You had some 
uh, injuries. You had some success on the field. You graduate from school. Mm-hmm. I want to fast forward to where we are today. Uh, you wrote a book, Becoming a Superhero. Tell us about that. Becoming a Superhero was my act of healing through my trauma. I never set out in my life to say, this is on my bucket list. I'm going to write a book. I was at a turning point. It was the beginning of COVID. I had moved home briefly to work from home. And I said, this cannot be my life where I open my laptop and I have gone through so many dark and hard experiences and also the best experiences of my life. And now I'm reduced to just opening my laptop and working all day, every day without really feeling anything. And becoming a superhero became my outlet for my personal journey and also the launch pad into the next part of my life. I wanted to close the chapter or book on what I had experienced growing up, but also use that to propel me forward and really understand how do I become the most incredible version of myself, not just through the super strict routines and, you know, the athlete regimen that we're so used to, but how do I find what I'm good at and what is truly me and use that to elevate my life and and to really be able to help other people. Who's the book written for? Who should read it? I think the book is written for the college girl who is just about to graduate, who maybe as an athlete or has her identity had been tied to something for her whole life and knows that she is built for so much more. And she's so energized to do something or she's not, but she knows that she has it within her to find whatever that is. I think it's for the athlete who's not comfortable being comfortable and really wants to gain the confidence to find their next, their next thing. I also think it's for the old, the maybe mid thirties woman who's looking to pivot, who's maybe lived in comfort, comfortability and safety for her entire life and is realizing that this isn't actually making her happy, that she is not being fulfilled and because she's not doing what she's truly designed to do. Powerful. So the second principle of our business is how do you use athletics to better the lives of the people around you? And I think that fits perfectly. Uh, congratulations on the book and I'm sure it's going to impact people. And, uh, you know, one life at a time is what we say, you know, if we can change lives uh, through education in our company, in your case, through information, the transition from that to now you're an entrepreneur, you have an apparel company, called Superhero. We see it on your hat there. Tell us what the genesis is of it, why you started it, and what you're trying to do with your products. The genesis begins, honestly, when I was in high school. I remember specifically being on a volleyball team. We were sponsored by the surf brand Roxy. I had just hit puberty. I went from 5'7 to 5'11 and a half in about a year. 
we were given spandex that didn't fit when I played. I was being heavily recruited. And I remember being at these tournaments so embarrassed, not by my athletic ability, but by the fact that I didn't fit into the volleyball spandex. And I remember my dad being at those games. He was at every game, almost every practice. And parents, and I'm like, this is so embarrassing. I keep having to pull things down. I feel like I'm not being a good daughter because I'm showing everything. So I took it out as something was wrong with me. So that's my first memory of things really not fitting as a female athlete. That was always been in my head. And then I continue to grow. I'm six one now. And I grew into a woman's body. And when I was at Georgetown, we wore the men's uniforms for our sport. Mm. They still have the same uniforms today. And that was seven years ago. So I saw that the people we were on the field doing these tremendous acts, we had first team All-Americans who were also going to med school who, you know, were staying up late doing organic chemistry till 3 a.m. and then going and winning us games against some of the top teams in the country. And we just looked and felt horrible in our clothing. We had to readjust all the time. I thought someone would come out with female athlete-specific clothing. But turns out when I graduated, when I was writing this book, I said, I'm, this, this issue still isn't being solved because now I'm actively looking. I have a disposable income to spend on high-quality apparel and I still don't have sports apparel that makes me feel like the female athlete I feel like I am my my book becoming a superhero the reason why this is called superhero is because Miss Valerie Condos Field one of the best collegiate coaches of all time she coached 40 plus Olympians at UCLA she said to me Marina the difference between a superhero and a champion is that champions are great athletes they'll go on the win Pac-12 championships They'll put in the work and they love to win. Superheroes do everything that great athletes do, do everything that champions do, but they lift others beyond what they can ever imagine. That was what I saw on the soccer field, but the way we looked was not translating. So I said, this book has inspired me to go after one of my dreams, just creating my own apparel line but do it specifically to fulfill a need that I and every single female athlete I've ever talked to needs fulfilled. So that's how we became superhero. And then I wanted to make it look cooler than just having superhero spelled out. And I wanted it to be exclusive community and name where like you have to know the story and the genesis behind it to really understand the brand. And so that the the name kind of speaks of the exclusivity of it. Yeah, so it's a great story, and I'm sure it's going to connect with a lot of our audience, obviously the female audience. So what about the products? What about the fabrics? As I told you earlier, I, I have a little bit of background in athleisure apparel, in manufacturing, cut and sew. So tell us about the fabric, why it's so cool. Tell us about the designs and the products that are on the website. Yeah, so first of all, Everything that I've worn as a female athlete prior to superhero has, has restricted me, whether it's health, performance, the way I look. So 
whenever we're going into designing, I'm going in with a freedom to freedom first mindset. Like how do we give this athlete the freedom to perform? And then how do we do it in their specific sport? So we focus on performance first, because if athletes do not perform well, then it's, they're not doing their job. That goes into how we fit the clothing. Athletes have very specific requests that they like. So they like the the waistband a certain way for specific sports. They like their legs to be able to move in certain ways. So we take all of those, all of that feedback into consideration. And we make sure that, for example, for soccer, it might be a little bit looser and wavier in the thigh area just because you're running so much. But you need to make sure that the, the hems are weighted in a way so that it doesn't flip up. And so they're not flashing anyone or it's not chafing while they're running because it's the most uncomfortable feeling ever. You also need to make sure that the waistband's thick enough so it won't move and they don't have to readjust their clothing. Um, on average, 15 times a game, which is what most female athletes report that they do is completely readjust their shorts. So it's sports specific. It's fit to the female athlete bodies. And again, we do it so it's a range of bodies across the different sports. And then we focus in on the fabric. The fabric, our new fabric that we're launching is made with graphene, which is a property of graphite. It's a hundred times stronger than steel. So it has that resilience. So it's not gonna, you slide tackle. If someone rips your, you know, your jersey or your short, if you're wearing it a bunch, it's really gonna be resilient to that performance. It's also antifungal and antibacterial, which is huge for female athletes because of reported infections during season. It has an IRC element, which makes it medical grade, which allows us to be able to sell it on, get the license and sell it on college campuses because it has this next to skin, almost like an infrared sauna technology where you can basically rub it and it helps increase the oxygen in your blood flow so that you can get rid of the waste in your muscles faster. And then it's just unbelievably comfortable. It's also a bug repellent for those of us who play outside outdoor sports in, you know, Washington, DC or peak humidity areas. So it has these amazing qualities. And I said, we needed a super fabric to match the superheroes that we were dressing for. Super fabric, super fit, super function for their sport. And then the last part is, Female athletes, I think, have been showing the world what their look is, but they've been doing it with clothes that aren't fit to them. So how do we create a design and a style that actually matches the swagger that they want to evoke while they're playing? So we get their feedback on that as well. It's simple. It's avant-garde. It's clean, but it's really about the superhero who's wearing it and how she she decides to style it that's a technical answer that is exactly what i was looking for i want to know why it was different and again people want to know so one of the things i learned in hollywood is storytelling right and and there has to be a story around apparel right why would someone connect to it because candidly there's a zillion options in the store they may not be technically correct they may not work but there's somebody trying to sell apparel all the time. And we now have this new uh, section called athleisure, which is kind of a hybrid between, you know, leisure clothes and performance clothes. And it's kind of like everyday type stuff. Yours is a little bit more technical, it sounds like. I have a question though that I haven't asked. Superhero, 
R-A. Why? Tell us about that name. I felt that it was originally Supiro. It was with an O. I wanted it to be uniquely female athletes. I never, when I first was starting, I never intended that I was making it for male athletes. I said, I've been wearing men's sports clothes my whole life. We we need to make this specifically for the female athlete and and her needs and her body and everything else can iterate. Whatever's in the future can iterate off of that. But we are so focused on her and who she is. And with my book, if I would, if I could, I would probably go back and change the name to becoming a superhero because I haven't studied male leadership like I have female. And I can absolutely say that superhero leadership exists within women. So again, just pointing to my research um, and my hypothesis about how women lead and how female athletes perform. Here Love it. Where can people find your product, your website, your social? Tell us about uh, yes. all the ways. Go ahead. So sprhra.com and then at sprhra. So we only kept the A as our vowel. <laughs> Got it. I love it. Marina, you've been an amazing guest. It's a great story. And uh, we congratulate you on all the success to date. Although I'm sure there's lots of things that you want to accomplish, but using athletics to better your life and now athletics to better the lives of the people around you, uh, giving young women confidence and opportunity. Amazing story. Great stuff. Thank you for being our guest today. Thank you for having me.